0: Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Um, hope you guys have been doing well. Sorry, I've been pretty inconsistent with the podcast. But we're back, and we're fucking ready to go. Um, this week, we have uh, Jared Waters. Jared, what's up, baby? How are you, sir? Good I'm to see good. you. I'm good.
1: Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for bringing me to your humble abode. Yeah, you That's like great. it? You like my place? I love it, man. I yeah. love it. It Spacious, looks like right? the upper part
0: of Full House. Upper part. I haven't seen Full House. Never? No, no, no. Wow. Good what's show. That? Is it a good show?
1: Mary-Kate Nashley.
0: Um, oh, is that what they're known? The twins, the twins. That's what is they, that
1: what they're known for? Full House. That's where they popped. That was their first time on TV. Oh, I didn't know that. As infant babies. Yeah. What are they doing now? Bob Saget, billionaire. Uh, oh, Bob 7, Saget. Clothes.
0: I know Full House because everyone was like, Bob Saget's like the nicest dad on there. Yeah. And then you, you know, if anyone sees his stand-up, it's literally just fucking shit. You know, like Zach just is like completely different. The as craziest, as well. like, just, just, just. A ridiculous amount of, like, swear words and, like, offensive words.
1: That's good acting, though, right? Good acting. It is, me? yeah. Red Fox was like that, too. Everyone thought Red Fox was the sweet old grandpa. And yeah. Like, oh. So so Saget bad.
0: talks like that in real life with all the cursing. Allegedly. I
1: never met him. But, yeah, probably. Most of his stand-up has a lot of cursing. Yeah, stuff.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? So this actually segues perfectly. You don't curse at all. I don't. Now, what? Because it's funny because, like, I'll be seeing you do stand up or just talk in real life, and you'll get worked out about something like to the point where, like, if I was that worked out, I'd be like, fucking bullshit. You go, right. freaking, freaking stuff, man. And yeah. and I don't know how, cause uh, it's funny, cause it reminds me like like uh, this guy Philip Rivers, he's the quarterback of the. Yes. Char- used to be.
1: Charges, North Carolina. Yeah,
0: super religious guy, and you would see him on the sideline, like just shout, like veins coming out of his fucking head, like freaking shoot, man. And you're just like, how do you not
1: curse at that point? I mean, we grew up in a religious... My sisters and brothers, probably, they probably cursed too, though, but they, we grew up in the same house. Most of them, they probably cursed differently. Yeah. But I just... I used to curse when I was like in high school until I realized I didn't know what I was saying. I was just repeating a lot of stuff from Def Jam, but now I'm right. just like... I have the words to say exactly what's on my mind. Right. Not saying people who don't curse like that, but I just realized I just cut it out of my vocabulary when I was like 14 or 15.
0: Wow, 14. You just like swore off it, basically. I just Get took it? it off, yeah. So it's a real so are you scared like
1: i'm not scared I'm yeah. not scared at all if i wanted to curse i can yeah but i feel sometimes i think it's when you find other words people think it's very unique you know, yeah instead of just getting down to the, the curse word
0: so it's almost like a self-help thing you're doing where it's like yeah, it's I like just, hey if i if i don't curse i'll be forced to use a uh, better vernacular or length i have a better words, vocabulary. Yeah, vocabulary interesting yeah that's not bad because i hear that with comedy too it's like you know i'll look at my set sometimes and then it's just like fucking shit fucking shit and my girlfriend will even be like do you have to curse so much i'm like it's just how i talk and it is because i'm jersey trash you know i live <laughs> in new york i'm very angry but there is i will 100 percent uh agree that when i'm on stage and i'm cursing it is like a, a clutch you know it's not necessarily me like i'm nervous i'm like a fucking shit fuck, but it's like i do say it to because i know those those words get reactions you know
1: yeah, well, I mean, you know, some words I say, f platypus gets a reaction because you yeah. think like, oh, you're insinuating something is this. Yeah, you know, a platypus isn't insinuating, but just giving the people
0: platypus. Oh, for pussy. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm like, gonna oh, say the words, and you, you just. Well, not. I mean,
1: I mean, just I just just we just call people platypuses all the time because they're just weak creatures. Yeah, so, like you can interpret it as they're ugly too. Well, yeah, we just call people like footballers, Just keep platypuses weak. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I was watching Abbott and Costello, and they used to call this character Mr. Dinkle Puss. Yeah. So it was just it was all these just strange phrases that we used to think of. And hey, my that's grandfather, fun. when he had like when he had Alzheimer's, that's when he started cursing. He never cursed at all until he had Alzheimer's. I was like, really? Oh, this guy curses a lot.
0: Yeah. So he did he? Why is that? Because he forgot? Maybe. He
1: went back to when he, what he was when he was like 19 or 20. Yeah. And that's when like. When he went back to nineteen or twenty, that's when I was nineteen to twenty. Interesting. So, like all of these questions I, I had, like I asked and stuff like that, and like we would talk about, ra- you know, random stuff, and then he'll switch to go back to the eighty-year-old man that he was. And I was like, yeah, all right, now you know, he's back
0: on right now. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, I guess have you uh, have you been submitting for? First of all, I just want to say like being a clean comic is way more difficult.
1: I don't cause... even think I'm necessary to clean because most of my material is very. Borderline blue at the beginning, I think the first fifteen minutes is clean,
0: but you don't say anything about like you don't say anything about sex like or anything too raunchy No, I ta- well I'm- I mean, you have that Bill Cosby joke, which is hilarious, yeah, the one you close on
2: that's not exactly that's pretty,
1: That's yeah, it's pretty, well, it's kind of clean because nobody knows where the direction is going, but yeah, I think when I talk about you know relationships or talk about uh I think I got a joke about i don't. I think it's it's fair. Like if you ever listen to the hour, it's yeah. like, oh wow, it's gradually getting
0: Dirtier and dirtier.
1: Not dirtier but you're you have to think more. I think like you have the ability to think about like I do a joke about religion but it ends on like a, like a like a like a breast joke. Yeah, but it has to get you like that to be like to end on that for you to understand like the exactly the concept.
0: I feel like that when I, I mean my hour is very it's it opens very nice where I'm like, I'm this mixed race, only child. I got a girl. And then by the 30th, 40 myth I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, like Nazis and like fucking fuck PC culture. And I'm like getting really into. And, and here's the thing. It's like, I, I think I'm just in my head about it. But I feel like if I open up with that stuff. It might be too much. So I kind of like give them a soft little like, here's me. I'm a nice guy. And then I, I, I may, at the end of the stuff they're like, oh, you're nice. Well, not I think nice. it's
1: sometimes it's for, to get the crowd to trust you a little bit. You're like right. the, the the, stuff about where I work is for you to understand like, oh, he's... You're a good he's, guy. He's a good guy, everything else. Yeah. And then I talk about what, uh, what was the thing I have a joke about, like Kobe dying and about uh yeah. Will Smith dying and stuff like that. So it's very unique for yeah. them to trust you so you could flip it on them and stuff like that.
0: That's a good point because you're a teacher... And you're married you're like yeah. you're a serious you know you're a committed guy you're a nice guy you don't even curse so it's like you could i guess you can kind of say uh crazy shit and people are like well come on he's a teacher like how it's bad like a,
1: yeah it's like a, the the get goes like the misdirection is just sometimes if a like like a wrestler's doing some moves doing he switches it's like oh wow i didn't expect that yeah I think like where i'm like where i started stand up and like where i pro- like developed him but everybody's known for like misdirections In Tampa? In Tampa. Most of all the girls are like doing misdirections or like they beat the piss out of a joke until like we squeeze the life out of a joke. Yeah. It's like that. So my thing is like the bigger the buildup, the stronger the misdirection is. Of course. Yeah. So sometimes I think the misdirection is or just, I think my hour is gradually seeing someone changing from what he used to be like to what he is now. Interesting. Cause like in the middle of the act It's just like Wow this is some dark stuff That you're thinking of And everything else yeah, like, yeah This is who I was Yeah You know like I wasn't always This nice Clean everything else Like I lived I was like very violent And stuff right. like that and Oh I learned, really Yeah I had learned Just how to Be at peace with my life And stuff like that Like yeah. I moved around a lot my father's in the military so just mm. we always bounced around and stuff like that so you had to, I had to learn how to make friends fast I had to right. learn how to bond with people I had to learn how to network, shake hands, kiss babies Yeah, I had to find something in common with somebody else Yeah. so it was like that but like living in North Carolina and having kids like testing you because my dad has way more money than them and yeah. just saying like oh you talk white and then telling my grandmother and she's just like you gotta fight him. Yeah. I was like what? Yep, you got to fight
0: them. You got to fight your dad?
1: No, just like kids oh. in the neighborhood. Oh, like, I know, see, I see, I see. You I know, see like it. black black kids are like, when you say black kids in general, black kids grow up, if you're black, you grow up very tough. Yeah. Don't matter if you grow up in a freaking rich middle class, low class, whatever, yeah. you're going to a public school, you're going to be blended with everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So once you get blended with everybody, you're just like, oh, you talk white. Yeah. I was like, well, what do white people talk like? It's like, yeah. oh, you talk white. Yeah. So it's just like, I can tell the tone is to embarrass me.
0: Right, shame. And it's you and yeah. it's
1: me just hitting them back. Yeah. So it's just like me and my brother. We all we, the only person that I had with me throughout all my transitions was my brother. Right. My sisters are too young. Right. So when me and my brother would go to like my father every three years, we moved around, moved around, moved around. Yeah. Each school, yeah. each school, new friends, new friends, bounce around. And then when you're the new kid, they always try to tease you. But we would just, we would just. I had like bars back.
0: Yeah. You would actually physically physically fight people. Or
1: physically just roast. Like I was quick yeah. on my feet all the time. So I remember.
2: That's good. Yeah. I
1: remember one time we like we got kicked off the bus. We brother got kicked off the bus. Cause we made fun of some dude's mom really bad. Yeah. We talked <laughs> about how fat she was. <laughs> we were just. It was just remember me those and my your br- your mom's fat jokes. We were just, we were literally destroying him. Yeah. And then next you know, I remember we got kicked off the bus. Yeah. I kicked off the bus, and then, like, my dad had to come down. He's like a, he's a lieutenant colonel in the military. Yeah. Every he's a captain. So it was just all the time. I think I, when I was in the Netherlands, uh, one of my friends to this day is Sasha Miller, and he told me one time, he said, yo, who really cares? He probably, I don't know if he's high of his mind, because who really cares about your problems yeah. besides you? Yeah. And I think when I was 15, I just, I just became at peace. I realized nobody cares but me.
0: Yeah. You know what? That's a, I think. Everyone has that moment in their life, and that's kind of when they can try to maybe start getting into adulthood, right? You know, because I think when you're young, everything's about you or your fucking whatever. Like about high school, it's like yeah. about you know this is girl like you. You're gonna fit in this group, blah, blah 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 blah. All these like problems are so like dumb, and then you have like you say you have that moment where like wait, no one gives a fuck about me. Like no one gives a fuck that like I'm sad now or this. In this, you know, in the adult world, like I remember I had that moment from comedy where I was like, I was like a decently cool kid in college. Mm -hmm. I would go to parties every weekend, you know, turn up and I was just like living a fucking crazy rock star lifestyle, you know, frats and all that shit. And then I started doing comedy and like no one gave a shit. No one's like, hey, you got to come to this. You're going to do this show. It's like everything was driven by my desire. And I was just fucking bombing and no one gave a shit. And I wanted to keep going, but I then I just remember thinking, like, oh, that, like, kind of like, I don't know, like, douchey, I'm not gonna have any douchey, like, guys behind me, you know? Right. Like, this is just a completely lonely thing. One and I'm only, yeah, one minute, I'm only going out because I want to, you know? And I think that really, really, really humbled me. And I kind of definitely matured.
1: For me, that. comedy was everything. Like, comedy was like, I know since I was like 12. How
0: long have you been doing comedy for?
1: uh i, I can't I only count the years when i was a man i don't count the college years because i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> i don't count the college years i don't count when were i you was
0: consistent though i mean if you're getting on stage consistent but it wasn't
1: like knowing what consistency is now i wasn't consistent like in college it'd be like once every two months oh so no, I was, see, that's like, not a, consistent yeah like i was a part of like a comedy group on, on campus and we would just like throw comedy shows like once every three months yeah so it wasn't consistent stand-up
0: let me ask you this so i had no idea you were a human being that, that lived this that walk this earth before the, co- the pandemic. Did you know? Did you know about me before the pandemic?
2: Yeah, I didn't, know about you.
0: Is 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 is, is 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 this rude? No, no. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, I, I I think that during the pandemic the scene froze. It's a really yes. I think that the New York comedy scene is one of the biggest comedy scenes in the world because there's yeah. five barrels. Yeah. And there's a there's and within those five barrels there's completely different scenes. Right. There's you, clubs and everything else?
0: Were you working the clubs before the pandemic?
1: I was okay, but fuck. I, w- I was working the clubs, but it wasn't not as consistent as what it is now. Okay, so you were, they were throwing me spots every
0: here at Broadway in Greenwich.
1: Broadway, mostly it was like Broadway on Friday nights and stuff like that. Oh, that's still great though. Or but it'll be like up in the re- re- like independent produce shows. I see, yeah. Or yeah. bombshell. Like yeah, I was, I was more like Eastville, but that's it was great. nothing consistent. Yeah. Until the pandemic happened. So like when the pandemic, like I understood, like when I got here. To New York City. I noticed that. I was like, all right. It was not that I came here when Trump got elected, and it was nothing but <laughs> Chicago Comics. It was maybe like 70 of them. They had the Knitting Factory, that Comics You Should Know, yeah. all these Chicago Comics, and they passed work amongst each other.
0: In the, really?
1: It was nothing but Chicago God. Comics, and they all worked together. There was like a big mob of Chicago Comics that all worked together.
0: It's just so crazy that you're talking about a completely different circle I didn't even know this was going on. Like I know I've heard of the show just talking about I don't know it was all Chicago comics coming in and taking everything over basically in like you in Brooklyn. Think,
1: not even taking over, it's just like they all came up together. So they all moved here together. Yeah. So it's just like your class, is like the all the class. Until I realized it's ah. just me, I'm more like military mindset. Like my dad was an officer, so I'm like always yeah. observing everything else. I observed the scene and realized like, okay, we can't I was like all right All these comments I'm just asking Where are these from So like when I moved yeah. Around in the military We'd always That was the icebreaker Just like hey Where are you from Yeah And I knew right. No one in New York City Is from New York City Nope so I'm just asking, like, hey, where are you guys from? Oh, I'm from here. Like, oh, we're going to the knitting factory, go to the knitting factory. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're from Chicago, you're from Chicago, you're right. from Chicago. Then there were people from Brooklyn, but they all were in the class. They all came here together.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was just
1: like they all came together in the 70s a lot, but it was this group of comics that always stayed together because yeah. that was their class. So I was like, okay, so the next class is what I'm a part of. Yeah. So my goal is to unite the next class interesting that's what i knew i was like okay these. that's comics. just
0: selfless minds the most comedians don't think like that i feel like
1: so it was just me like noticing like all right when's where's the glitch in the matrix when which cube's gonna break in what comics yeah. is gonna be the one to mentor or most comics mentor uh you're looking for you're not looking for someone like yourself you're looking yeah. for like someone who needs a break right yeah but i knew yeah. all the bookers were women all the bookers are women i just observed, it i was like okay who books this room
0: most yeah you're right you're all right. of them are all female yeah, comics mostly and, yeah
1: uh, you know, female comics. They talk of other female comics, and I was like, I don't know any female comics. So I came from Tampa. Yeah, we didn't have any strong female comics that were there at the time. Yeah, they either quit it or they were like, they're not leaving Tampa. Right. So I went to North Carolina and recruited all the North Carolina comics. I recruited every last
0: one of them. You went there what for like a vacation? Like for like and I went trip? to a
1: comedy festival. Oh, Dead met yeah, I didn't, yeah. they were going. They had they had ideas to move here. Yeah, but I was the one saying y'all should move now. Yeah, like Shadi Diaz. We became friends in North Carolina. Okay, and I was. She's like, I'm thinking about moving. I was like, you already freaking come. I was yeah. like, if you come now, the sky's the limit. You're mm-hmm. female. You're brown. You're Spanish. You're gonna slide right up. You're gonna, right be, up, you're gonna yeah. be right up through there. Yeah, right. And I was like, you need somebody to trust. I'm here. Trust me. You could trust me. So I yeah. like boom. Then other comics that I met. So I knew like there's different ways in comedy. I was like, all right. Most of these people are friends. Yeah. You have to befriend comics, you know what I mean? Let people know that you're safe and yeah. everything else. Yeah. But it was just me understanding the scene. I was like, all right, everything's frozen. Everyone's stuck inside their scenes and everything else. As soon as the pandemic hit, like, as the pandemic was hitting, that's when I started getting, like, more spots. I started right. doing, like, PD Diabreu. He would have me open up for him at, like, the Union Hall one time. Wow, Like, like I yeah. was starting to – really starting to get my name in there, and then it completely shut down. Yeah. And I knew at that moment – Whatever happens, nobody needs to leave.
0: The city yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew for
1: the first time in a long time, every single comic in New York City it has their eyes on what's happening in this bubble. Right. And my goal is, I was like, I'm going to have three shows in this bubble, and you're going to see my name pass around the bubble so many times. If you don't know who I am, yeah. you're going to witness the fire because there's only 50 comics in the
0: scene right so now. You, so you knew you had this plan. Like, you kind of saw it as soon as, as, the, I, pandemic I, as, as soon the pandemic hit. As
1: soon as the pandemic hit. The first time when it went outside, we did horseplay, and I realized yeah. that she was like me and, like, some very big comics on the show together. Yeah. And I was like, put me up first. Yeah. Put me up first. I'll give anyone the fire. And it's yeah. not me being cocky. It's just like I know that there's a short amount of time to let these comics know I belong where we stand.
0: Yes,
2: yes. Because it's
1: so easy just to hang. Yeah. So some comics are like, oh, I just thought you were hanging. I didn't know you were funny like that. I was like, yeah, give me that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all we're looking for is uh, get in front of people. And like,
1: I knew that comics, when they're performing outside, they always showed up late. So what I would do is I would go there super early, and if anyone dropped out, I knew at least a book or someone to be like, just throw Jared up. Yeah. And as soon as I did it, I knew every comic was around yeah. because – There was only 12 shows. Yeah. So every single comedian would be at one of the 12 shows.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember that when the the scene was so small. I mean, like, I was doing, like, open mics again in the park, and I would say that they see the same 11 people at every fucking open mic, and it was like, fuck, man, this this sucks. But it's like there wasn't that many comics around, and people that, like, it was funny. It's like the stand-up New York was doing all these shows in the park, and like I was getting booked every week. And now the clubs are open. Everyone came back. Now I'm like, ah fuck, you know. But it's like it was that it was that small. There wasn't that much people to choose from.
1: I hit up I hit up little Jared Schwartz. We're sitting there talking. And he, he did went, a great job too, And it? we were talking during yeah. the pandemic. It was me and some of the guys, Grant, all the other people, I was the same. Choppy
0: tune is another one that's just
1: That's what took I, it, I said. Yeah.
2: How long are we gonna be spectators and be yeah. players? Yeah.
1: How long are you gonna watch? Who gives an F about people? Well, right who gives an was like oh they have a park show so do you yeah it's a free park show no one's doing anything just yeah if you build it they'll come yeah if you build it they'll come and I was like alright so I went to what was it Take It Outside guys they had a like, couple park shows I, I heard of them yeah they had it packed out with, like 400 people on the park <sighs> and I, I knew Daniel and I knew them and I was like I knew a comic would show up late yeah he's like you remember from that I was like put it on and just happened to be all these comics who were just comics I respect it was like who is yeah. that Who's that He's and funny, like, and I was like, My Joel is to give everyone a business during this yeah. pandemic. During this pandemic, I knew that you can't do any new jokes because the crowd's depressed, they just got out of a pandemic. <laughs> is that and what you thought? No, I know, I knew, Fuck, dude, I all was these, doing new jokes. The all, whole these were, all these comics were bombing because it's like, Oh you're, man, you're was, bringing your depression outside. And I see, people yeah. want to leave their depression to come outside, right? Right, right, They right. just want to be entertained, yes. Oh, I'm just doing all the jokes that work.
0: Wow, I did the Everything. complete opposite. I'm just killing, yeah. I'm
1: just making sure that. By the end of the show, you're gonna know what his name is, yeah. where he's from, and who he is.
0: Yeah. No, you you did a great job because I I didn't like I said I didn't know who you were and then I I remember seeing your name and seeing you around the scene, the parks and shit. But then it was it was when the clubs opened up and then you were like every time I'd be at Broadway or Greenwich, you would be on the show. I remember thinking like I never like I remember seeing you and like oh this guy Jared Schwartz he's doing a lot um during it but. I'll be honest. It's like when the clubs opened back up again, there was a lot of people that kind of, they took the pandemic by the balls, but we also knew some of them. You were like, let's well, not, you know, that's not going to last because now the clubs are open. People are going to go back to the clubs and these people like, there was people running um, these mics and shows, but they were like, the only things going on, you know? And they were charging people to perform. And what, it's like. What,
1: what happened was a lot of the comics, and I talked to this, is, I happened to be in the middle because I knew, like, before the pandemic, I was, like, ushering into that next wave, that next class, yeah. and, like, doing, like, bigger and better shows. But I knew the comics that were in the swamp, like, the comics that were still rising up. So it was a, it was a glitch between the comics who were already established and the comics are there. And I had to let them know that like, you can't harvest bad feelings towards anybody yeah you can't block off your shows if a bigger comic wants to do your show let them do the show yeah you can't say like a lot of comics like i'm frustrated i doing everything else and i had to talk to comics is like all right well why do you know this person what's stopping you from getting to know them now yeah oh uh, they won't book me on their shows like do you even know his name do you know the booker do you yeah. know anything else yeah like what's stopping you from humbling yourself and introducing yourself to a no wave of comedy yeah like when you're from like a military background you bounce around a lot it's like you have to Reestablish yourself everywhere you go.
0: I know. So yeah. leaving
1: Tampa, coming here, I had to re humble myself. Doesn't yeah. matter how many comics I opened up for. I had to come down from the bottom. So like when the scene opened yeah. up, I was like, all right, well, I know the people who are looking. I'm I was this comic, I'm not gonna name his name, but he was just like, I can't get spots. I was like, You can? Alright, give me five minutes. Let me hit the guys up. Yeah. He goes, What? I was like, all right, you got seven spots. Yeah. Like, how do you know seven people? I was like, I know all the guys throwing shit. Well,
0: you I'll say this, like, I think there's a certain type of person that's good at I think networking and being social, not to say what you're doing is like, you're just networking because you're, it's like, I think you have a natural ability, like you said, because of your background from bouncing around. you have a good ability to go into a place, um, establish yourself as a cool, safe, nice, um, funny dude and rally people. You start shows, you're nice to people, you hook people up. Um, I'm not that type of person, not to say I'm a dick. I want everyone to die. I don't want to hook anyone up. I don't, it's just like, I'm, I think I'm more socially awkward and in my head, like I could see that guy. I could, I'm not, I'm not a really outwardly bitchy type. Like I won't be like, I can't get book. Like for me, what I do is like, I'll just like try to guess funny, funny enough to, and then, you know, get on a show or whatever. And I kind of just put my head down and like, just hope it comes, which is not, you know, there's, there's a, that works to an extent. You still have to ask for things, you know, and like create your own opportunities and introduce yourself to people. Um, but I can see that guy being like, oh, I can't get any spots. And then, why? He's like, do you know that guy? No, but, you know, fuck, who won't respond to my... He's like, well, he doesn't know you. Why don't you go introduce yourself? Like you said, I can see me being that type of guy like, well, that guy hates me because he didn't respond to my DM. It's like, well, why does he have to respond to your DM? You know, why don't you just go to the show, show face, blah, blah, I blah.
1: Would say, I would say this, right? There's strength in numbers, right? The strength yeah. in numbers and everything that you do. The more people you know, the better people can rise up like yeah I, I i'll tell two stories before i come back to it yeah. i'll come back to this part the what you said like someone i, I had to talk to a comic about about how the pandemics are opening up and he started falling behind and i was like everything you did in the pandemic the way you treated people is coming back now yeah so what you have to do is re-humble yourself and be a nice person you have to work within your class you could keep reaching up Trying to get these comics, but when this scene opens up, they're going to leave you because they don't have to do this anymore.
0: Yeah, they don't have to do anymore. So instead yeah. of like
1: build within your class, I'm like, I'm going to make sure when we book a show, we're booking people who are in the swamp with well,
0: me. We'll also be nice to that person because so when they leave, they at least have that knowledge of like, hey, he was a good person, you know? Yeah, and it'd be nice just an answer it. I get yeah.
1: hit up all the time by people, and I was like, look, right now we're kind of swamp, but here's here's a list of shows. I don't want to do
0: the outdoor show, Jared. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I to do people, the indoor show. Right,
1: and I was like, well, I like the outdoor show. It's my baby. Like, yeah, I, I'm,
0: I'm kidding, <laughs> but I remember you told me that. You offered someone a spot for your yeah. outdoor show, but they wanted to do your indoor show, which is like, I don't see that's, a, see, that's my. See, for me as a person, I can't even imagine saying that to someone. Like, hey, you know what? Fuck your offer. How about what I want? That's great. Well, I crazy. think
1: sometimes it's just like, sometimes in your head, you think that it's going to be a bad show. Yes. And I was like, honestly, we built the outdoor show for everyone to do well. It's
0: we, way better than the. Everybody's excited
1: show, yeah. about a show. It doesn't matter how cold it was. Like, we're in the snow, we're in everything else. Yeah. And I was like, we. We riff the indoor shows More like tourists It's midtown Yeah So it's just tourists So you might get a tourist audience That people who don't know anything About New York City I think that know one's done
0: about. too I, I I was walking by the other day And they were like This is the last one
1: I think yeah I think yeah. we gotta We had to end that one Yeah But I mean like Alright so So to your point Yeah yeah sorry About yeah. strength in numbers It's just like I, was, I remember I was my 10th grade year. 10th grade year, I got moved up to varsity in football, right? Yeah. Varsity in football, we did two days, everything else. We lifting weights on bench and 230, everything else. I think 230, 240. Man. When I'm in my sophomore year, and all my friends are on varsity, right? Except my friend, his name is Prashad. Way bigger than me, six foot. Yeah. And he's on JV. Okay. On JV as a quarterback. And we're just sitting there, you know, we're roasting him because it's funny. But at the same time, we're like, yo, man, don't worry about varsity. Be the king at JV. Right, and he sees all of us just killing and destroying then all of a sudden the coach pulls up to me and goes Jared go down to JV I said what, what am I going to do down there yeah go down to JV for this practice and he demotes me in front of all my peers
2: yeah this
1: is the most humbling thing and it's just I'm pissed off I'm trying to fight the coach like I was like my girlfriend at the time had to talk me down from like fighting the coach and I was just like wow until me I realized like as I'm on JV, instead of thinking about varsity all the time, I want to make sure is the best JV. I want to make sure instead of me cloud chasing and trying to be in these big circles, whatever, I'm going to make sure when you ever come down to this JV level or ever yeah. come down to the swamp, you're going to get the business. Yeah. You're going to make sure pads are getting hit on you, everything else. So when the pandemic happened, it was nothing but a swamp. Right. People rose up. Julio Diaz, it's like people now know how funny he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Freaking I was like, he's always been killing like
0: this. Yeah, but you just, you just didn't have the... But now it, it opened up. It
1: opened up. So yeah. now when you when it opens back up, someone will be like, oh, this dude's freaking killer. Oh, or Derek Gaines saying, like, I need you on my show, everything else. How many shows we've done together?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's like that moment of just like instead of just always, sometimes comments get lost in the hang. Like, yeah. all right, I'm going to hang this club. I'm going to hang out with this. I was like, but you're not getting up. Yeah. You're not getting up at all.
0: Yeah. You got to show people what you can do. So
1: as like when that moment happens and you're not getting up, you yeah. might be fumbling your words or everything else. Or no one's going to tell you when you right. graduate from open mics. No one's going to tell you to stop. No one's going to tell you, all right, you've done enough open mics. It's time for you to start going to shows and stuff like that.
0: It's a, it's a, yeah, no one tells you. No one, no one tells you. It's definitely a feeling. Like for me, it was a feeling because I would just, I was still going to open mics and feeling like I was getting nothing, nothing from it. You know? It's a networking experience. Yeah.
1: Like when I went, I remember this to be a horrible open mic called Pine Box, Oh, Brooklyn, Pine Box right? in Brooklyn I used yeah. to go there every Tuesday And I was like Why am I going Yeah To a place where it's just like
2: No one gives a fuck what, Nobody what gives
1: saying? an F It's the first two groups And they're not giving you The laughs that you wanted Because yeah. and then I realized I thought I thought I was like Maybe I don't know What funny is anymore So I realized yeah. like Oh they're all buddies Yeah Okay now I get it Yeah You just don't have to Give an F at all The more you are unprepared The better that you do
0: Oh, yeah, that's for certain. That's what comedy is. Comedy's supposed to, you're supposed to make it seem like it's all just fucking off the top, top of your head. And The moment you sound rehearsed or, or you're just doing your act in in your head, you're going off a checklist, like,
1: people just start checking out. But that's how, like, growing up in the South, Southern comics, we're always prepared. We're always putting on a show. Yeah. You know, even at an open mic in Tampa, it's like, you're getting seven minutes you're getting seven minutes in that seven minutes there might be 35 people there yeah and 35 people you better give your best material so it was just like a regular open mic would be like there's always at least even like the crappiest open mics has 15 people but they're not all 15 comics yeah that's they're just amazing. regular people just wanting to see comedy and stuff yeah like that. yeah so when i got here i was like oh everybody's a comic yeah how do you really? Work? How do you know what's funny? Everyone's laughing at the thing not working.
0: Yeah, I don't remember, man. I mean, I did it with Mike's forever, and I think you just like, you just keep going, and then like you get a good one every once in a while. Well, you're i like, think like, oh, this I... is funny, I guess. And then you go in front of a crowd and do it, and it works. You're like, well, yeah, I guess that is funny.
1: I remember Napoleon talking to me during the pandemic. He was like, well, "How long have you been here?" I told him how long. He was like, "Dang, I never seen you till this year." And I was like, I was, yeah. lo- I was lost." Imagine yeah. if I had somebody to tell me like you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So like any comic that walks up to me has any type of like I will never not give any comic advice.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's it's our uh, job as people that are like kind of making waves to 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 help people, you know, give our impart our knowledge to people who deserve it. You know, some people don't deserve it, but you should you should try to help uh, whoever you can.
1: That's why yeah, Yeah. any any comic that comes up from Florida, anyone else is like I need help. I'm I'm gonna try my best to help you, but. When I got here, it was just I was I had nothing. It was literally just me. Yeah. I remember it was DC Benny, the comic guy. Never <laughs> thought DC Benny. We met in Long Island in the back of Governor's Comedy Club. Yeah, he's and great. And we were just telling stories, and he goes, hey, what "You want to do my show?" And I was like, where? He said, It's at the cellar. And I thought he was joking. Yeah. And he like does, and I was like, "Freak, who would have thought DC Benny would be the one to be like?"
0: He's the nicest guy. Yeah. Jared, what's
1: up? How are you? And we're like talking about cell phones, and like hey, you got to get a new cell phone. You got this crappy cell phone. He goes, "All right," but it was like him. Yeah. It was like that moment where like. I'm like, all right, man, this is like been almost it's like it's like 10 months in the city. You're getting frustrated. You know, yeah. I was like I was like, yeah, you do the Harlem nights. You do everything else. You're right. like beating yourself up. But I'm like, I got to find I got to find a club. I don't have to find a club. But I was like, I need the consistent spots.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The consistent spots. I need to find a place where I could consistently get up and consistently get better. And like one thing the pandemic taught me because I thought I had a good act until the pandemic hit. And I realized like, oh. I need to get to the meat faster. Yeah. These people, when I, like, I was like, when I listened back to my set, I was like, oh, if I talk about this faster, if I hurry up and get an engagement, boom, it'll hit faster. Yeah. Because no one had that type of intention span to be like, all right, he's going to do a big set, build it up, everything else. Yeah. And I was like, all right, now I got something to hit to. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like, like high school wrestling. I wrestled in high school, two-time wrestling champ, freshman year, senior year. Freshman year more like a group championship, but my senior year, I remember like winning that, and I remember my coach, my junior, year, like I beat this guy named is like Cole McLean. He won like sixty four wins. He was yeah. like undefeated, and I like, didn't know who I was. Like, I just moved from Japan to the Netherlands. Japan. Yeah, I lived in Tokyo. I lived in Tokyo three and a half years. Oh, fuck, man. Like any, like I've lived around. That's why I think that's why I'm so good, like meeting different people because I've yeah. Lived but you,
0: in, you have to. You, you I think you were four. Like, like I, I just think about me. It's like I lived in Jersey. Then I moved. You know to college and then he, i i moved like i'm asking like t- two or three times my whole life you know and um i haven't had that experience of like i mean i live 30 minutes from where i grew up yeah. so it's like i still have friends i hang out with But like imagine i can't imagine moving to a, like a the middle of the united like i don't know it's like montana and then having like no nobody and start over again i don't think i'd be good at it but i think Maybe you just develop that from from out ha- of necessity. Like, what am I going to just be alone forever? Like, at a certain point, you just have to go out there. Because, like, you know what I found interesting? Like, when I was doing comedy, there's a lot of these uh, shows that do, like, these meetup group things. Mm-hmm. And these people would come. I'm like, of course, you know, I'm a big dickhead, so I'm a fucking loser on meetup. What is this shit? And then you start, like, I, I – there was one one girl that was on these things. I saw at a show, and I I went out with her a couple times. And then she would just tell me, like, she, she moved from another town. She was having a hard time making friends. And then it just made more sense like, oh, yeah, it's not easy to fucking just go to a place, pff, drop down, you, you got a new job, but then you got to, you don't know anyone, you know, it's not easy. To when make I say I'm friends. easy at
1: making, I, I make but you're good at it. I'm, but I'm you the train it's, in is yeah. like some, like a couple, <laughs> On the train. Um, literally, literally 10 days ago, this chick has a giant, excuse me, this girl, I got to stop saying chick, I'm from the South. Yeah. She has a giant motorbike, giant motorbike. And I'm like, what is up? Because she catches me looking at it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I was like, what? And she just looks up and I was like, where did you get this from? Yeah. And then we're talking about the motorbike and then she has all these Dragon Ball symbols. And I was like, what are you, Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. She goes, Yeah, I was like, favorite character, Goku, Vegeta. We're talking about Vegeta for oh like my 10 God. minutes.
2: Vegeta. <laughs> and, and
1: then <laughs> Vegeta, then we said something like, I was like, Were you born in 1989? And then she just stops.
2: Yeah.
1: And she goes, Yes, I was born in 1989. She goes, Why'd you say that? I was like, That's when Dragon Ball Z was things. Like, I was like, When were you born? I was, like, I was born in 1989. And oh we started God. talking like that. And then I was like, Hey, I have a comedy show. Would you like to come to it? She gives me her Instagram. And then the first picture of her instagram is a picture of her with a just beaten eye yeah and i'm like i was like what happened and she goes i she's like a carpenter and like a pole hit her on her eye oh a, like this Ooh. and the first thing i said was well i can't i said you can't complain about what your accident did to your left eye because look what the accident did to left eye first Aaliyah, the momia must die and then she stopped she goes was that Kanye west yeah I said, that was Kanye west and i said i know we got angels watching us from the other side jesus then she stops and goes like, why did you say angels on the other side? I was like, Kanye West, And then she goes like, I literally had a vision about angels. And then you walk up to me and everything else. And I was like, well,
0: this is fucking comedy ridiculous. show Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come to my show. But you know what's fun? I think my problem is like, like you're married, but it's like I, my problem is like the whole time you're saying that I'm like, oh, Jared Toy totally has a chance to get with this girl. You know, like I, I think that's the that's the problem. Like. That's just with women, but, like, even with dudes, too, it's just, like, you meet a guy, you, like, you hit it off, you're, like, oh, but, like, maybe I can go get a drink with that guy, you know. But it's, like, you, ever, all that kind of seemed effortless to you. You're not even thinking about, was there one moment where you're, like, this is perfect, like, I'm just totally killing, like, we're, we're connecting on all these levels, I could totally take her home right now if I wanted.
1: I was thinking about getting somebody to a comedy
2: show. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I like,
0: Do you think she thought that? Maybe she was, like, oh, my God, this is my, the perfect, you know, connection, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what she thought. I just, yeah, uh,
1: we exchange exchange Instagrams and invited her to the oh, comedy show, and that's how it was. I'm just trying to build my fan base. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But to <laughs> but me, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, you got to think about it like this: like when I moved to the like, like when you bounce around, like I met a whole bunch of group, but we call them like mutants, right? Everyone who's yeah. a military brat, we all think the same. Yeah, like we're all from, we're all we all bounce around. So it was easy when I went to Japan and the Netherlands because I was finally inside a hub of everyone who was like me. Right everybody like I could talk to a dude his dad's gone in Afghanistan for yeah. a year so we understood yeah. what it's like we knew how to support him and stuff like that but like before I left like I think I was 12 and I was like I keep teasing me about girls until I realized I was leaving to Japan and I realized like eff it I'm gonna talk to as many girls as I can and see what happens then I was just talk- I was like man this is so easy what was I worried about yeah what was I insecure about I always about?
0: find like I-, I was insecure for so long and then when I started talking it's just like you just gotta. You kind of just take the lead a lot of the times. Take the lead, or yeah.
1: like when you're an American in a different country, women were flocking to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're That's just like, what's up, To having a TV credit? Like, oh, you're from America. Oh my yeah. God, what state are you? Tell from? me about it. Oh, yeah. New York. Whoa,
0: I've only dreamed about New York. Right. So it was yeah. just
1: like when we were like when we got got to these different places, and different locations. We're like everything that like when people say like they lived a the life, everything that people done in college, I did in high school. Yeah. Some people say like, I'm very reserved. I was like, I had the wildest high school in the world. Yeah. Like, we were literally in the Netherlands, and the club, the age for drinking was 16. Yeah. And to get into the club, you only had to be sixty. Jesus
2: we were Christ. We are partying
1: with adults, everything else. So it was, like, the wildest thing. You phone parties, bar fights, yeah. everything else. Yeah. So it was just like, I'm a whole lot calmer than what I was when I was, like, 15 or 16 because I literally, we are literally doing whatever we wanted.
0: Yeah. Wait, so, okay, let's break, so... From our conversation so far it sounds like you went to 18 different fucking high schools. Two high
1: schools. Okay. Went to uh Japan. Wow. You went to high school in Japan. In Tokyo, yeah, went to okay. in Tokyo eighth to 10th and then my sophomore year I we leave and go with the rest of the Netherlands. And my brother left his junior year. He left his senior year.
0: So you didn't do any, do any high schooling in America? No, no. So you' came back you're, to America. That's like, why you're probably so smarter than uh. of us. Well, that's was. why I
1: know a lot about different people. So when people yeah. tell me, like, I'm from Japan, I was like, well, I lived in Japan. Or, like, that one show when, like, all these Filipinos were there. Yeah. And then I was, like, talking Tagalog. And they're like, how do you know Tagalog? I was yeah. like, I was raised with nothing but Filipinos. Yeah. We used to call them Saiyans because they would dye their hair gold and start beating people up. <laughs> we used to call them the Super Saiyans. Right. So, like, Tokyo was more like a yeah. family-based because I lived on a base. Right. So, like, we would go off base and do everything else. We'd go mm-hmm. to Shibuya. we go to freaking Rapungi. Yeah. And they didn't know how old black people were in Japan. They would just let us in clubs.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just
1: regular. Like, okay, no idea. Just let us in. Wow. When 9-11 hit, I was in Tokyo when 9-11 hit. Yeah. shut down all the base. People walk around with M16 guns everywhere. Oh yeah. And I remember that some people were, like, protesting of, like, America being, like, on the base because... Japan doesn't have I don't think they have a, they have a military they just have a defense force.
0: I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, I don't think so. It's like Canada, I don't think Canada has any army either, right?
1: But yeah, that was that was us, but like the Netherlands was when we lived in the Netherlands. We lived with the people, our neighbors were Dutch, everything yeah. else. The girl I brought to prom was Dutch. Mm-hmm. So it was just like when I got to the Netherlands I was like I'm not going to date any more American women.
0: You're not going to. Nope. Yeah.
1: None. I'm going to be with the people.
0: Right. So tell me about how, what, what was uh more eventful? Like, what was what was more fun? Like, what would you like? What would you, if you had to choose to stay in one all four years, would you have chosen Japan or the, the Netherlands? And is is that too hard to?
1: It's hard because like I was a younger adolescence and. Yeah. Japan, like all of my childhood friends, right now are like people I met in Japan. <laughs> That's so crazy. Like all of my boys yeah. now that I've known, I talk to on the phone all the time. We all went to high school and play football. Do you in get Japan. to see them ever again? Yeah, whenever they come to New York. Yeah, like, football in Japan. Holy fuck. football in Japan, wrestling in Japan.
0: Yeah, we're talking about American football. American we're not
1: football. Yeah, you gotta think about it. Baseball in Japan, like yeah, baseball, baseball, baseball was is huge
0: in Japan. Huge. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. My boy, Ichiro, and uh, Hideki Matsui. I
1: know a dude named, his name is Sean Novak. He's uh, he's Japanese and white, and now he's a yeah. professional baseball coach over there. Oh, nice. So it was just like, that moment was good because for the first time in a long time, it's what I needed. I was around people who were just like me. Yeah, like, For a while, and like when we'd always move around, I was nobody like me, mm-hmm. so I didn't. It was easy to make friends because everybody was coming from a different location. So instead of me asking, Where are you from? I'm like, hey, you're the new kid, what's up, man? Come on, yeah, yeah.
0: Everyone's kind of it reminds me kind of like, um, when I was I went to when during the pandemic, Austin, Texas was the only place that was open for comedy, and I mm-hmm. went there, and everyone was moving to Austin. I remember going there, I'm like, Hey, I'm James, I'm from New York, and then I thought I was the new guy, but then. I would see these people, like these people live, just move to Austin, turn around to the next guy, and be like, "Hey, I'm I just moved in from." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, everyone here is brand fucking new. It was like it was a it was an icebreaker at a mm-hmm. at a college, you know.
1: I think that's the best icebreaker is talking about where you're from. Where you from? Yeah.
0: And having some. But, but, but here's the thing: it's like you did it at an age. See, when I'm when I was in high school, there's no where you're from. It's just like what street do you live on? Right. You know, for you, it's just like where you're from. Oh, I'm from. I grew up in Tampa. It's just like. Oh, where you go? I grew up in blah, blah, blah. Grew and then, up in the
1: Netherlands or like that. We yeah. Moved from North Carolina. What rank is your dad? That was a. T- what rank t- is your dad? <laughs> it was. I remember I dated a chick whose my dad was her dad's boss.
0: Oh my god. And it was so funny because he that's kept, fun.
1: It was funny because I knew, boss but the dad too. the dad didn't know. So the dad was trying to punk me, and right. he was just saying like, "Oh, what does your dad do?" I was like, "I think he works in the comm squadron." He goes, "That's funny. I work in the comm squadron." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, he goes, "Where where does he work at?" I know everybody in the comp squad, and I'm, oh, you know, like I'm, that. I'm, 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 I'm. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe office. I don't know what he does." And yeah. he goes, "Oh, well, let's find out." I was like, "Where do you work at?" He goes, "I work at the comm squad and you know, I do this. I'm important da da da." Yeah. And he goes, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, my dad's a deputy commander of the comp squad." He goes, "Your dad's Colonel Waters?"
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's it's nothing, right? You yeah. probably don't know him." He goes, "No, no big deal." Know. So he's talking to the lady at the town talking, She's like, "You're freaking dating the commander's son?" Yeah. But it was just, like, everybody. Like, everyone I knew was either ranked, so that's why I knew, like, order. Yeah. Like, I know order completely. Like, when I'm around, like, mm. bigger comics, I know the order. Just like, all right, you're the big fish in the room. Yeah. You're the big fish in the room.
0: That's so important because that's another thing about young comics. Know your roles sometimes. They, they don't know their roles. They know think role. There are comics that literally think that them doing, like, a guest spot on a show is equivalent to head, them headlining a show. No. I, I I don't understand. Like, uh, I opened for uh, Kevin, Kevin Farley, right? Mm-hmm. And one time I couldn't do a gig. He had he, he and so he got um. Or we have the same manager. They called um some you know some some new comic, um and then the comic was like, um because they're gonna drive Kevin to the gig and the comic calls like uh yeah well where, where do you live and Kevin's like uh oh, upper upper east side and he's like oh, I live in Brooklyn. You wanna just come over here and then we'll go <laughs> and, and then and then he's like
2: what are you talking about like
0: no you're gonna come come to me like I, I'm the headliner. He goes, well, that's like out of my way. I'm like, and he's like, and he called the manager. You got to fire this fucking person. You know, it's like they and they were just doing a guest spot on the show. Yeah, they didn't. just, They don't have that concept of like they see their name on the flyer. Like, oh, we're both comedians on the show. Like, they have no concept. Like, this person's doing 45 minutes, drawing the crowd, getting paid more. You're doing five minutes. No one gives a fuck about how your set goes. You're just a, a fucking car. You're transportation. You're an Uber driver, basically. I
1: mean, but that, but for me, that was the way I met all the comics. So, like, when we're at Side Splitters Comedy Club, BT—he's that, a—he's a, he's a the, big, yeah. It's B- a great club, by great the way. Great club. Shout that out was, to
0: BT. Shout out to Side Splitters. That was
1: ours. But before BT owned it, BT was a general manager, so he was like, yeah. He was like our, our bullpen coach. He was yeah. the one telling us like how to talk to Bobby Jewell, was the guy who owned it.
2: Yeah, uh, so, he, so he would
1: tell you, like, yeah. all right, this is the time to talk to Bobby. Go ask for feature spots. Go do this. Yeah. So he was the only one always coaching us up. But Bobby, at the end of his tenure, like we met him at the end. Like at the beginning, all the wild stories you probably heard, like yeah. at the end, he was more like loving. He was loving, uh-huh. and he like took me and my guys as like mentees. Interesting. So he would tell us like, hey. Instead of you hanging around right now, if you're hosting, go ask the headliner, does he need help with his merchandise? Help mm-hmm. him with his merchandise. This is a good wow. way to bond and everything else. So this is the
0: we- nicest thing I've ever heard about, Bobby, by so the way. So he
1: would go, all right. So we asked the manager. He was like, all right, Jared's going to help you with your merchandise. Yeah. And next you know, the headliner slide me $100. Nice. Like, thanks for helping out. Nice. Uh, do you want to do this? Oh, Jared, come everything else. And he goes, all right, when you pick the comics up, yeah. our BT would be all like, hey, this comic, pick him up. You want to feature this weekend? This guy's, li- you're moving to New York? You need to work with him. He's going to New York. That's great. So it was more like we learned, like, the order. We learned, like, all right, this comic's talking. This is a time that you don't need to talk. Yeah. Is there, the business yeah. going around, everything else? So it was like a, a order of, of comic. Like, here in New York, the... You get to see the wage gaps completely. Oh yeah! Like I would never walk up on Chris Rock unless we're at a party together and I yeah. have that opportunity to do it. Yeah. But sometimes it's like it's like the 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 order is completely different. Like there's a host, there's a feature, there's a headliner. Yeah. Like when I'm hosting, I'm letting the feature bond with the headliner because I know he's trying to finesse the next move. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, well, in the car is when I'm going to get the questions. Right, right, right. In the right. car, whereas I'm going to get. The question to do this to do that
0: and I was like, All right, that's the time. Yeah. Just knowing your knowing your role. Knowing your role is very yeah. important.
1: Knowing your role yeah. and just knowing like if there's a big comic there to be subservant. And like like I'm, i grew up in a church. So the church is like if another pastor came, you come, you pick him up, you make sure that he's all right, you yeah. see if he need water, you need anything else. Yeah. It's like so much of the little things. I remember when the bomb shelter first started, the first show The Gap. The gap. I yeah. literally just saw a flyer when I first moved here. I was like, You guys need help setting up chairs? Yeah. Comics will never do that.
2: No. No, I
1: would never. No, do you that. can get out of here. I was like, Well, I have nothing else to do.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll set up a help. chair. I'll help, help do- Yeah, You know what I mean? Like when I would be back home with the old club, like when they had to flip a room, I was like, let me pick up, like oh, I'll help out. I'll do something. Yeah. Because you know, like I'm just not here for spots. I'm invested into the people who are there.
0: Right. Right. You're trying to build uh, a, re- not just Yeah, you're not just there for spots, you try to build the uh, relationships. Leave the
1: leave the campground better than you found it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's very, that's very interesting. But um, I see
1: it like when young comics get their residency, I'm just like, you shouldn't be drinking back here. You shouldn't be like...
0: I do show up late. Some or them I'll tell a comic straight up.
1: I'll like, say, dude, you're not passing this club. I would never go to anybody's house and open up their refrigerator and pour themselves a drink. Yeah. You shouldn't do that at all. It doesn't matter what I do.
2: Yeah. At no, someone's house, is just
1: the common respect. But it's just, there's not enough OGs mentoring the young people to be like, you should wait in here.
0: I don't think they, but yeah, I don't like... The thing about like you, you came from you know the military background where there's rankings, then you work at a great club like Size Splitters where they make it pretty obvious, you know. Um, I think maybe if you're not from any kind of background, you're just like, Oh, I want to do comedy, oh, industry, Mo, but and you're just in there. But I'm and not then-
1: gonna say it was, it was, it was tough love, like it was not like it was tough love given by all of them. Like if BT, like when we first started, BT would be sitting up in the booth and be like, All right,
2: that was nice, right. yeah, 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 or
1: be like. <laughs> I remember one time he pulled me to the side because I used to tell a joke and I used to say the word period juice, and he goes, I know you don't curse, but that is the worst thing you
0: could say on stage. That's probably worse than fuck. Right, and he goes, <laughs> why would you say that? And I was yeah. just like,
1: I came from college, I was just saying like, just so, and he goes, no, don't yeah. use that.
0: Yeah. And
1: he goes, if you do this, and he would like, try to switch up your set, try to do this, and oh, it was it's like.
0: so interesting to see, because BT, I... I never really, I never, I didn't start at the club. I just, I, I've been, I've been lucky enough to be in just the feature and stuff. So I never had him to, like tell me like the fuck are you doing, you know. Or he'll
1: be all like, get the announcements right. Yeah, it's not about you. the 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 host, you're supposed to welcome in the club. I love that. Trying,
2: yeah, it's not about That's you. That's so get the, right. Push, yeah. the, push
1: the push the drinks. Yeah, I remember Bobby told me he goes, it's show business. Yeah, it's a business. Like it's 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 a it's a. It, at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. We're trying to sell. We're trying to, we're trying to sell drinks. Yeah, and we're trying to sell food. Just do your You're job. You're the entertainment.
0: Yeah, and in a way, it's like like when I host at Greenwich, um, like I completely drop my whole ego. Like I drop my act pretty much because like my best, the best thing for the show is if I go up there, not looking to work on stuff, just going there as a cheerleader. We have a great show. I have friends coming. Crow work where are you from where are you from where you're from and then if I feel like I need to do some jokes I just got my fucking little little marble bag of a material and then they get them laughing bring up the next fucker you know and the
1: waitresses are super loud too so it's just like if you acknowledge like they're trying to get paid you know so yeah they're trying yeah. to get paid so of course they got to talk
0: but the worst is like you, there's a, there's people that host and you see them just do things fundamentally wrong and it's just like they're just up there trying to do well you know yeah. trying to get their act it's like dude that's not you just for that Set. But
1: you got to learn that. There was a comic book. Yeah, called, you got to learn it, yeah. John Truson. he's on Long Island.
0: Oh, yeah. John, he used to book uh, governors. Governors. Yeah. And I
1: remember he said one time, he was all like, talk to them. Ask them where they're from. Somebody's yeah. celebrating something. Be a human. When someone's coming yeah. to a comedy club, I remember he said that in the back of the green room. He goes, most of the time they're celebrating something. Their first night out, there's someone's, uh, it's a birthday. Right,
2: right. Ask. Yeah. yeah.
1: Then the stories come. I was like, oh, wow, what a good idea. Mm-hmm where are you from oh what are y'all celebrating tonight i was like oh freak what a good idea to do that yeah so like learning certain things and being invested into people i think sometimes people think like oh why are you doing this i was like i'd rather talk to a comic and see where they're from or like know something about them yeah so like when i talk to them it's genuine yeah you know i just don't want to just ask for spots or anything else
0: yeah i always feel weird um asking for spots, but I know it's necessary. But I always I mean just the very least like, hey, you hope hope you're doing well. It is like you know? no one
1: watches tape. People say they do, but nobody watches no, tapes and no, stuff no. like that. I used to send tapes and I would just send Chris Rock at the at, at the Apollo from nineteen ninety
0: nine. Yeah, you're great in this. <laughs> My name right. is
1: Jerry Wars. If you watch the tape you'll probably think it's funny. If not like did he just send me Chris Rock's tape? Yeah. But it's just like to the point now where
0: I'll tell you what people do watch and this is like a even like not if you have an Instagram
1: they watch that.
0: They watch whatever your last couple of things are. Oh, they watch it, who you clip. know. Yeah. Or they see your following and like or that. Who your
1: references and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: If you just have like a, if you, yeah, no one watches fucking, I mean, some do, some do watch and they'll say it too. If they watch it. Oh, great. You know, great. Like, blah, blah, blah. But most of the times they're like, who is this following? who Who is that? Oh, he works there. Oh, yeah, I mean, he must be funny. You know?
1: I remember Kareem Green told me, you He's know, fucking Kareem so funny. Green, freaking beast mode. He told me during the pandemic, he goes, uh. He said, "Everybody not be. Everybody might not be funny right now, but they're gonna be funny in some way. He might not be a funny comic, but he might be a funny writer. He might be a funny producer. He You're might right. be a funny somebody else. Yeah. There's like, ain't no, ain't no reason to make to be an a-hole to somebody that's coming up.
0: He's got the, it's it's perfect because he's on a TV show with Look all fucking that. comics. Dan Pearlman wrote this show, and." Uh, you know, I don't remember. I never and saw. And Kevin the, Iso, too. Kevin Iso. Kevin Iso. And, like, they do together. stand up and they, now they're, they're showrunners, basically. You know?
1: Just imagine. Just imagine if Kareem was just, like, being an OG and not wanting to work with him. You yeah. Know, imagine, I'm not
0: fucking, I'm not doing your shit.
1: I think Little Rail has the best story in comedy of just, like, when he met Gerard Carmichael mm. and the Lucas Brothers and all, he was a way bigger comic than them, way more <laughs> experienced. <laughs> but he re humbled himself and got to know a new classic yeah. comics. Yeah. And those new comics are all the writers.
0: You know it's funny? I think about that sometimes because I'm, I'm, I'm still new in the comedy in the sense where, like, people below me aren't doing shit. Right. But people at my level are starting to, like, just, you know, get into the cellar or, like, some of you are starting to get on, like, you know, AGT and, like... Mm-hmm. But no one's, like, become. I don't know anyone that's, like, famous yet, you know, from my class. But I know I,
1: somebody famous from my class.
0: You're... What do you... What is, what, Preacher what is your Lawson class? is famous. Oh, so you're... How long have you been doing comedy for?
1: Long time, like nine, okay. ten years. I would say when oh, okay. I 2012, I started college. Oh wow. 2006. Okay. I was doing stand up in college, but it wasn't Not like consistent. real stand up. So Oh, so you've
2: been you've been doing it longer. I've been in a, yeah. You know, the
1: Florida years, the Florida five years in Florida, four years in five. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going on, going on ten, going on ten years.
0: Yeah, there's no one in my class right now to, at a preacher Lawson level. Like there are people that are doing doing. But doing he things. always
1: was like that. Like so Orlando and Tampa, and Orlando's like this. There's Orlando and there's Tampa, like cousins. Yeah. right so he was coming up we were coming up and like jb ball he writes for like a peacock cam bertrand like yeah. we all came up together cam cam yeah cam all these we all came up together but they were in orlando we we're in tampa we'd always cross paths and do shows yeah and he's always been like that every time i seen him on shades personality yeah. high energy everything else same guy and just yeah. like when that america i was like that's the perfect guy to do it oh and yeah he's, and when i say like you know sometimes we haven't seen each other for a while but like we ran into each other at the stand like maybe two years ago hey what's up bro how's it going oh yeah. bro, hey, hold on let me let me oh good to see you again yeah yeah keem yeah. woods same thing
2: mm.
1: like i remember when Akeem used to tell straight jokes it was funny that's how long <laughs> I, I remember that like 2012 13 yeah i remember that
0: uh, he got smart he uh he played into the the business oh, the industry uh, no he embraced
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> he embraced it <laughs> embrace who he really was but i remember like i remember everyone like when we were beginning and starting out like ken miller was like our og like right. Kimmel was like the OG of like the Orlando comics. Like in Tampa, we had like a guy that's a lot of guys like stayed around. with this guy named Pretty Paul Parsons. Uh, Pretty Paul Parsons. He's a super, like we didn't know how famous he was until comics would come in and goes, is that Pretty Paul Parsons?
2: Yeah. I was like,
1: yeah, that's Pretty Paul. And goes, dude, I love this comedy album. I was like, yeah. what? He had a comedy album? Yeah. Then we started like a lot of people stay in Florida because it's good living.
0: Yeah cheap it is and it's beautiful man beautiful everything else. now too with the sport teams that city's fucking
1: and now you can you can really pop from yeah pop from online or you can pop from tiktok or whatever side
0: splitters too you could could jeff
1: Wright pop from tiktok orlando yeah orlando comic. so it's just like there's a lot of funny people in florida but for me i remember saying like i came to visit new york me and cam came out to visit i got a spring break when i was teaching i was like you want to go to new york he goes yeah we come to new york and we start going to all these mics, we start going to everything else. We finesse our way on the Dangerfields. Nice. And he was so mad. I think it was Lu not Lu- it was uh I forgot his name, but he goes, We met these girls that from Tampa and they're like, Hey, we talked to Dangerfield when they were passing out tickets and we got you guys spots. We're like, what? Really? Yeah. They go, Yeah, we got you guys spots. And they were just lying to the girls until we get there. We're like, Hey, these girls told us we had spots. He goes, Y'all don't got no spots here. It's Quentin, Quentin. Quitting, oh, Heggs, uh, Heggs. And goes, what yeah. the freak are you doing here? We got it there at five o'clock. So we just came a little early, just want to talk. He goes, you ain't on the, you ain't on a show here. Yeah. I said, well, he told us like, J- I forgot who the comic was. He, said, he don't run nothing over here. You ain't on the show. And I was like, well, it looks like y'all don't got nobody in the show. I said, if we bring seven people, can we do spots? Yeah. And he was just like, how are you gonna wager to get on the show? And I was like, if we <laughs> get seven talking? people to come, and we didn't have seven people, we we're just talking out our anus. Yeah. And next you know it, he goes, all right, one of you guys can do a set. And if one of you guys are funny, the next one can do a set. Oh, I like that. So I was like, I went up first, I did well, then Cam got up and we all did the sets. But when I got to New York, I was like, all right, this is the place I'm moving. Yeah. And I told my brother... And my brother goes, my brother goes, you moving to New York? All right, hold on. He gets on the phone with his wife, but at the time she has his girlfriend. He goes, her best friend's moving to New York. You guys are going to live together. She's going to color up. Look at and that. she hits me up. She goes, all right, I need $1,000. And I was like, that's serious. They asked for $1,000. Yeah. $1,200. Let's buy this place. We get the yeah. place, Harlem. I move in at 3 o'clock in the morning because I listen to a Tracy Morgan this podcast. the next day? It was like, nah, it was Oh, like, I was like, I thought
2: you did this
0: the next day. I'm like, It's like Jesus. when I
1: like when she said that she goes, I'm gonna look for it like she looked for the place herself. She looked for the place, she goes, I found a place. Yeah. And she goes, It's super cheap, everything else, it's in Harlem.
0: I
2: was right. like freaking
1: Harlem, oh, I wasn't living in Harlem. I sent her the money and then I move in, I drive in, I go to Tampa to Atlanta, do some shows in Atlanta, then go to North Carolina, do yeah. some shows in North Carolina, go to D.C., stay with my aunts. little, little I, Leaving
2: Florida tour, Florida to make New York tour.
1: But as I was driving, I, saw, I was like, oh, Trump's going to get elected. I saw the whole, I, I, when I was driving, I was like, oh, he's going to win. Oh, wow. And then when I got to D.C., I waited till like 11 in the morning, so I would come in at 4 in the morning. Yeah. Because Tracy Morgan said, like, when he lived in Harlem, he would leave. He would move in late in the morning because everybody would be asleep. Yeah. So no one knows what you're bringing in. So I, oh, that's fun! I did that, and then, uh, and <laughs> then two years, two years or three years, she moves out. I take over the lease, and I'm like by myself. I got my own place in Harlem. Yeah, and but it literally, literally, when I said like, I remember talking to my aunt, and she goes, "You gotta pray that God leads you like a baby. Like it has to be big signs that you know exactly that you're doing." So I'm sitting like, I left my job. I, I just wrote a letter saying like, "Hey, I'm leaving to pursue my dreams." Everything else, and then. My coworker reads the letter, goes, oh, I quit right after you. <laughs> I got inspired. I quit. Yeah. I left the school and I'm sitting there like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Should I freaking, can I teach in New York? I know everything else. Yeah. And literally I'm going like interviews and this interview is way in Brooklyn. I'm like on the train. Like, freak, this is like an hour and 30 minutes to get here. Oh, yeah. And literally that Friday they call me for an interview and I just dis- destroyed it. They call me back for the second interview. That's going to be on Tuesday. Then Monday the school by my house goes, hey, You want to come for an interview? I'm like, oh, good. And then I go in there and you start tomorrow. Nice. Literally, like, it's signs like that. So, like, when people tell me about, like, I was like, I'm supposed to be here.
0: Yeah. I'll say this. That's all beautiful. And um, I definitely think you should look at them as signs. I definitely would look at them as signs, too. Because it's, like, I think people are just inherently, like, mushy-gushy. We like that. But it's, like, you create your own opportunities, you know. Like, this all started from you taking a chance. You know, I quit my job. I'm going to chase my dreams. I'm going to New York. You fucking go. You you move to Harlem. You put your back against the wall. You have all this, like, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And you just fucking, out of necessity, you do it, you know? And, like, look at it now. It's like, now it's like, you know, I I wanted to say this in the beginning. I think it it just took too long to get me to. But it's like, after the pandemic, when I saw you, I'm like, this fucking guy is everywhere. Like, this guy, and he's hilarious. I'll never forget the first set I saw you in the club. Because I didn't know... I still wasn't like totally sold on people that were doing shit in the in the parks. Mm. I saw you do the show at the club I'm like, this guy's fucking killing and then he's on every goddamn show I'm on um this guy's fucking great, you know so you went from like you, you you're, you're totally doing everything and you can look at it as a sign that's a sign oh that's a sign but it's like it's all just because like you went for it and you put yourself out there. none of this is is, is um it's not like you were in Florida and then like shit just fell into your lap. It's like you had the. I know do nothing. Stuff, I think you know?
1: you know faith without works is dead. You got to work at it. You know anybody can have faith, but if yeah. you don't work at anything, that's why I tell people all the time. I was like, I can't take my foot off the gas. Yeah. For what? Turbo. Like, yeah, it's turbo time. Like, yeah. yeah, you take your foot off the gas, someone else is gonna put their foot on the gas. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never turn down spots because I remember when I was spotless. I yeah. remember just hanging because I had nothing.
2: Right. I
1: remember just being frustrated. I was like, man, I just did 45 minutes and freaking headline this show, everything else. I just featured for this guy and like, I can't get anything. Yeah. Nothing at all. Yeah. Literally, I remember this comment. I was like, what? and then I was like, I had to reevaluate myself. I was like, all right, how do I got to do this for real? Yeah. Let's really start tactiling. Yeah. Who do I need to net, not even network, like, who do I need to know? Who do I need to do everything else? Yeah. So I really feel like you got to you gotta it's not I don't wanna say grind but you gotta really go at it full throttle
0: but you did it man here's the thing I respect Um, you did it with a with a plan like especially when the pandemic the fact that you were like as soon as the pandemic happened I instantly saw this as an opportunity and then you're like I'm gonna start my show I'm gonna get out there I'm gonna go to these shows early and fucking go on cause everyone's gonna be late and like doing a lot of stuff is uh, not just like um, working hard but also working working smart you know
1: Working smart, and just like the the relationships i established, like horseplay, I was like, oh, frick, I know horseplay always has big comics there. Yeah. And I was like, I know these comics haven't done anything in four months. Yeah. They haven't done anything in 180 days, and I was like, I've been Zoom anything, Zoom shows, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so it's you're going to do better than them on the shows. Like, so my goal yeah. is to make sure right now that I freaking – Blow them out the water, respectfully. Yeah. yeah. And then we I did it like three different times, this comic. And then she goes, every time I see you, you're on the show with me. I was like, that just means you're extra blessed.
2: Yeah. But, <laughs> I, but like I remember,
1: that. I was just like, and I had to tell this comic that was coming up. He goes, I'm going to start my show. I'm trying to get all these comics. And I was like, why don't you get the comics that have been grinding? Yeah. I said, because I told her, I was like, when this scene opens back up, a lot of people are going to, they're going to die. Yeah. I was like, you're going to hold on to what's happening or whatever. I said, I said when the tiny I said when thing goes over People are going to stop Hanging at the tiny cupboard yeah. People going to start It's far You got to remember
0: It's fucking far But people. it's just
1: like It's the, the creek in the cave Fell down I was yeah. like a lot of people Would have to evolve And stuff like that So my goal And I'm I thankful That you say that But I was like My goal is to make sure Everybody in the scene knows was exactly You either heard of my name yeah. Or if you witnessed it Or when I meet people It's like my name is Oh you're Jared Waters Yeah I was like yeah About time
0: uh, People know man About
1: time I was like oh waited for a pandemic I was like well The pandemic was great to me.
2: Yeah. So when yeah. was like,
1: oh, the outdoor shows, I was like, I don't care. Outdoor, indoor, Sam, I am in a box, in a fox. Yeah. I was like, you'll see me out there.
2: Yeah. And I- sometimes
1: it's like how you're prepared. Like in Tampa, we used to be doing rooftop shows all the time. We used to do the upper deck of a parking lot.
2: Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that
1: show. We used to do that. We used yeah. to do freaking, we would be anywhere, outside, indoors, hurt. Like, I was like, I'm prepared for anything. Yeah. So it was just like, my thing is like, the more you stop, it's like when people see you, like, oh, you've got a spotlight to so the point now when everyone starts believing it. So even when yeah. I go to a show, people are just like, are you on the show?
0: Yeah. You must be, because why would you hang out? You're fucking, you know, that's the point at and that it point. It
1: puts the pressure on the producer, like, oh, Jared's here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe we should throw him. Up.
0: Do you like that? Because not to suck my own dick, but like sometimes I go to places and I feel like, uh, like I don't know, like people like want to be a little nicer to me. But. You know, a lot of times, like, I, I uh, if I'm somewhere, I just want to, I don't even want to go on. Because cause I, I never really go out just to, like, hang out. I go out because I'm doing spots. But if I'm, like, at a show, usually I'm just there. To, I'm never, I'm never, I, I don't like, I don't, it's a weird thing to, like, go on and, like, feel like you you might get on, you know. So if but I go somewhere. That's
1: the feeling I, that I have for two years when I was in this scene. Yeah. I just always prepare, waiting for my number to get right. called. Like, but someone
0: does call me in, I you know, maybe. But it's, like, I never want people to think I'm there just be like, hey, so c- can I get on? I want still- to be there to be, like. Wanna get? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Have a drink. You know? I
1: won't ask. For, I won't. Ask, if I go to a show, I won't ask for time. No. Yeah. That's I weird. won't ask for time, but actually, I'll I've done be, that before. But, but. if someone says something like, "I comics running late," I said, "No worries. I'm here." Yeah. But I know intentions. That three fourths of the time, I'm gonna get a spot. Yeah. But it took. It took this the panda. It took it took icing people out. Yeah. I mean, it was Chris Red, Matt Richards. Derek gaines and we're all on one show yeah and i'm like one. throw me a, i'll go first yeah I don't give a, do you want to do a type five yeah, yeah i'll do a yeah. type five because i got a type five
2: that's easy yeah but i know who's your best shit. yeah
1: i know all of my peers are watching yeah so when the lights turn on i was like i'm freaking ready but i made that call out to every single comic that i knew i was like, well, i called my couple of my boys from north carolina i said tell me why you're not outside yeah Tell me why What are you just hanging With your girl right now So am I I was like What is what is stopping you From changing your life right now
2: Yeah
1: I didn't think about it like that I did
2: Yeah it's Do you not wanna, over You yeah. want to be a
1: player in the scene This is the perfect time To be a player But your heart has to be right Yeah Like it doesn't matter Like you know When these comics Had all these spots And then when the scene changed People remember them Sunning them Yeah of course. Like who am I going dis- to who, um, who say not to do a park show? It's just a park. I don't care. Yeah. Who bombing the park? I don't give a You don't have to be
0: out by a certain time. It's the fucking park.
1: It's a park. Yeah. It's a park. So come. So it's just like, I remember, so I, I remember, like, and infinity- I have this thing, like, especially down south, if anyone's paid money for a show, I'm going to give them a show.
0: Of course.
1: If there's three people in the crowd, gotta I'm give still going to give them a show. Yeah, I got to give them a show. If there's one person left, I'm going to give them a show. Yeah. And I want people to know, like, I was like, yeah, I teach through in the day, everything else. I was like, the payoff's going to happen when it does happen. There's not going to be a question. It's just like, how did Jared get? It's like, oh, Jared freaking earned
2: it. Yeah.
1: You know, so I'm just like, even if my number doesn't get called for JFL or anything else, it must not be my time yet. But when my time does hit, yeah. I'll be ready. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't get it four years ago. I'm a completely different comic than I am four years
0: ago. Oh, JFL?
1: I'm glad anything that's happened, I'm glad like now, if anything happens now, I feel like I'm... Pro- this is the best... Over prepared, yeah. I feel like now I know exactly how I can... Like I was like, oh, man, I got a freaking... I remember Daniel was telling me one time, he was just like...
0: Daniel? Simonson. Oh, yes, Simonson. yeah. Simonson. Yeah. I remember when freaking he moved here... king of London. I remember when he moved here, no one knew who he was. He was just doing bar shows. Dude, and what I the tell And the next you, day he was at the cellar.
1: No, nah, that <laughs>
2: that's...
1: That's a...
0: No I, no, I swear to God, I remember... Like, it's got to be... Not like, a it was like it three was like, years, two years. No. Was he yeah, there he here came, for that long? He
1: came in like 2016, 2017.
0: I remember just seeing him... I, and then I saw him like a couple months in a row at the same, the same show. I remember just, here's the thing too. It's like, I remember seeing him at the show. He was funny, but I don't, he wasn't like, he's a killer, but it's like, he was just funny. He was doing well. And i am never with, with like, with like, oh, he should be like fame. Like I never, I didn't know who he was or anything. I was like, this guy's funny. He's cute. You know, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. No, he was a cool guy to talk to too. And then I remember another comic telling me, he's like, he's like famous in London. I'm like, oh, interesting. Oh yeah, he's a funny. He's a nice guy. I like him. And then like the next day or next couple weeks, he was at the cellar. And then I was like, and everyone at the cellar was saying like he's the funniest guy they've ever seen. I'm like, I remember
1: when oh, we were hitting wow. those pine box mics, rock shops. Daniel was there. He was right? there. He That's was there doing great. his two minutes, working it out. Yeah. Daniel's probably the most humblest person I know. But he's,
0: yeah, yeah, no, he, no ego whatsoever on him.
1: His ten minutes doesn't give justice to what he can do in an hour.
0: That's what I, I. Yeah. When you
1: see his hour, you're just like, now you, now you understand. Like when I went to London. And I dropped Daniel's name. There's like comics that I know. Every club I've seen, his face is hanging in every. Really? Floor. Every freaking club.
2: Wow. They got
1: stories about Simonson and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was the guy that I really respected in the pandemic because even though he was at the cellar, he was the one that knew how to move in the scene. He's yeah. the one that knew how to move throughout the scene. He was literally just like, <laughs> I remember Daniel one time said to this comic, Oh, Jared's funny. Maybe you should throw him up. I was like, this is a black show. They don't give enough about your opinions. (laughs) But Daniel would just be all like, you're always funny, man. And he's just like, he's always grinding. Yeah. Like you see in the pandemic, like in a freaking.
0: I saw him at the He was at every park show, every show I
1: was at. Daniel was on. Yeah. And I was like, he's the one that doesn't, even though he's up here, he'll do anything. Yeah. Respectfully, you know, like he'll, and I like guys like that who have no problem. Like I'll dance with anybody.
0: Yeah. You he's know? got, yeah, yeah. He's very... Um, we'll play
1: ball with anybody. It doesn't matter. Like Kobe. Kobe would play at the Rucker Park. He'd play against a guy at the gym. He'd play against Little Bawa. Yeah. Goes, I'm a baller. It doesn't matter where I ball it. Let's go.
0: Yeah. No, I fuck with... Yeah. That's a good... He's He's a good example. That's a very tough thing to do, man, to be like the king of a... If anything, even just being like a well-established feature somewhere and then moving here. I think
1: about just, how humble he was and yeah, realize like, yeah. you know what? I don't want this. Whatever he was getting in London, I'm going to come here I want and reestablish it. myself.
2: Yeah. And when he I did it. When I first met him, yeah.
1: I didn't know when he said like he's done the knitting factory. I was like, you did? He goes, yeah, he's so quiet. And I was like, oh, he does know Hannibal. I was like, maybe this guy. You almost
0: don't believe it because he's so not, he just doesn't say anything about it. You know? Well, he's just I, a normal I, Like I, when you talk to him. At an
1: open yeah. mic, you didn't believe it until I saw his. Saw his act and I was like, Holy F, this guy is funny.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: because I, like, when I was coming from Tampa, I was just like, Oh, open mics are like where you perform. But I was like, Oh, and then when I saw his act, I was like, This guy's freaking hilarious. Then yeah. dog. Then me and his, me and Max became friends first. Yeah. Max White is like my dog. So me and Max, we had open mics together, just roasting each other. And then when we met, I met Daniel, I was like, Man, this guy's freaking funny.
2: Yeah.
1: Holy F. There's so certain people in the scene, like, I just laugh at because I know they're just like freaking go-getters that I love
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: freaking Nick Griffin I love him Nick
0: Griffin's so fucking funny he might be one of the funniest people uh, he was the one day.
1: like I featured for him in Tampa and then when I got here he's like you wanna go for coffee and like every time oh, so he nice. asked me to go That's... for coffee yeah it was like a moment that I needed yeah to be like how the Freak, do you move in the scene, everything else? Yeah. I remember Bobby Kelly gave me the best, worst advice at all. He goes, you got to freaking go to New York, go to Queens, get an apartment for $300, (laughs) split it with three of your friends. I'm like, this is not accurate. This is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, trust me, you get there, you're going to find, go to Queens, that's where the cheapest apartment's off, get you a $400 apartment. Yeah. And I was like, what year is he living in? This is not, and
0: I- well, the sentiment's right. Where it's like, just do whatever you gotta what, take. He's talking about what he did. No, yeah, he was yeah, about yeah. What, like, what he But did. It's still, just do whatever it takes. That's But I remember what he said, like,
1: to. he goes, like, you should come to New York when you're the next guy and stuff like. He goes, you should come to New York because I'm asking all these comics as I'm working with them. I'm gonna move to New York in August. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have? He goes, you should wait to your this guy and his position. I said, like, the question is, I am that guy already. Yeah. And then I remember Bobby, I tell BT and BT goes, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And then he gives me starts giving me all these feature dates. Every time the New York comic comes, you put me to him so I could network and meet that's with him, so stuff nice. like that. Yeah. And then Bobby goes, uh, I tell him, I was like, I'm going to New York in August. He goes, Well, kid, I don't think you're ready. Ha
0: <laughs>
2: ha, really? Right?
1: But this is the type of this is the type of personality he has. Yeah. He's always trying to see what you're made of. I see. And I was like, I don't I don't care if you think I'm ready. I was like, Ooh. I think I'm ready, so I'm ready to go. And Ooh. that's when I'm going in August. Yeah. And he goes, I can bet on a dog who bets on himself that's good but sometimes it's just like create that little doubt in your head. It's like i have no doubts yeah i picked the day i'm moving effort let's go
2: yeah yeah
1: so i know like when i get to new york when people's like how do you go 24 7 i was like because i'm not trying to go back yeah i'm not trying to go back until i got the real credits for real you know yeah. what i mean i was like i can't walk a dog throughout the day i can't do that i was like i need real money like god uh. yeah He was like how can you get up at five in the morning and teach children i was like because it's
0: that's what I want to add. Yeah, that's I, I I applaud you for that. You wake up, teach kids to go do spots. What do you get? Like four it's hours patient. of sleep a night? It's
1: patience. I mean, yeah, think about it, like if you, I could be patient with a crowd to be patient with like what twenty five, five year olds. But my worse. thing is like it's easier to it's easier to talk to a person who doesn't know anything in life, that's mm-hmm. learning about life, than a person who already knows about life and chooses to make you upset. Yeah, I'll never get upset with a kid that's five years old. Yeah. You don't know nothing.
0: Right. You know, how can you? Yeah.
1: How can I get upset with somebody? You're just else? a dick. I'm not going to get, get frustrated with you. I'm not going to do anything else because you're learning life. Yeah. You literally see eyes open through everything else. So yeah. that's when the funny Instagram stories happen because it's good. Look at their perspective on life. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, what doing 10, nine years been teaching every night. It all just happened to fall in. Everything fell in the right place. Yeah. And it's like a system. Like you keep lifting weights, you keep going, you the routines in your head. Right, you just get better and better. I mean, I gotta get it's up.
0: funny it's funny when I would uh I remember, you know, you get those first year teachers come teach you and they're just fucking shaking and shit, you know. They're a little nervous with their fucking lesson plans that they're trying out for the first time. And then I remember um you know, I go back and then I see uh one of my teachers that was like a first year teacher, and I just see like you could just, the shoulders are lower or like, just like, you know, you, you could just tell the difference, like the, it, 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 the experience, you know, has my really. F-
1: my first year teaching, I probably, I probably no one's ever felt this, but everybody quit, but me. Really? My first year teaching, everyone quit the school. <laughs> I was the only one there as my first year teaching. And the principal had this approach of just like, if you don't uh, when you see me it's because you're not doing your job
0: Mm, interesting
1: so she goes you should be independent you shouldn't need me for anything unless you don't know what the answer was right so i failed on my own i had to learn everything else and that's how i became self sufficient so like some teachers like i don't need anybody like i know how to do everything else because that first year was the i was like what's the worst that can happen right nothing no mentor, no anything else. And I was like, what? What am I going to do? And then, like, the lady who was my winter, she quit. She goes, I found a better job, I'm out. Yeah. Then the next lady quit and nobody quit. So it was literally me with just a whole bunch of long term subs. And I was like, yeah. Like, all right, Jared, you got to lead them.
2: Oh, shit. I was like,
1: all right, well, let's do it. Yeah. So, like, I'm always willing to step it up or do everything else or find it. So, my body's just like, I'll take like cat naps. I'll get off like 435, I'll yeah. go lift
2: weights. Wow, trying, you go lift weights too.
0: I lift weights. Superman here.
1: I try to go lift. I'll go I'll lift weights. And then after that, depending on my schedule, then I'll be like, all right, let's rest. Then back at it. Yeah. But now I won't do like, I won't do the 5 a.m. hanging unless yeah. it's something big.
0: When, uh, so do you. Last time
1: I did that was when that was like the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. And then it was like all of a and I was like, all right, I'm not leaving. Yeah. I got to see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, literally went home, didn't sleep at all. Just, just, just shower and just went straight to work.
0: How many? How much? What, on average, how much sleep do you get per night?
1: Maybe five, four, five. Or five, five.
0: Fuck, dude! And you just you're able to just you don't feel shitty or anything. Could you fall asleep now?
2: Yeah. No. You said that so tired. Could <laughs> I, <fall asleep? laughs>
1: yeah, I okay. guess as I'm getting older, now I start to have to like manage my time differently. But I don't think you got you got to think like. Like when I say do you I, take
0: medicine, do you take nah, vitamins? No, like no, what I'm you, all you, you natural, cocaine? no steroids, oh nothing, man.
1: I I don't need coffee, I don't need anything else. Like, yeah, dude, the the high of life of just being alive, man. Oh man, I, like you gotta understand, like <laughs> I, like I fear death so much. Yeah. That every time I love being awake. Yeah. I love. I'm an early bird and a laid out. Yeah. Like, even when I'm not working, I get up at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh my god. Like I'm Good always you, up dude. because I'm just like, dude, we don't know how much time we got on this earth left.
0: You know what, for me I'm the opposite I'm more like I wake up early like got to go got to get my got to get my shit my life you know got to make do my spots do my whatever podcast do my work do my this do but then at the end of the night man I I'm done dude like I I give every day 100% I feel like I guess I don't because I fucking bad. go I get 8 hours of sleep a day but I just fucking
1: I'll get a lot of sleep on the weekends. The weekends is yeah. when like I can sleep in or I'll right. chill or I'll take a nap throughout the day. Right. But it's just like, dog, I was like, when you leave, and Florida's not a bad place, but for me, I was like, I'm trying to make it,
2: man. Like, yeah. I'm
1: trying to who do I got to talk to? I don't got no agent. I don't got no manager. It's like, it's all on me. Yeah. And I'm just like, dog, whoever I got, anything could change, man. Yeah. Literally, my friend became a writer on Saturday Night Live. Literally, anything yeah. can happen. Anything yeah. can out of, happen. Out of nowhere,
0: story. kind of, right?
1: Or just like, just knowing, like I've literally seen people's lives change through stand-up. Yeah. I literally had a comic tell me, I was like, no disrespect, but I'm in a different tax bracket right now. I was like, what the freak, <laughs> what? It can happen. Any moment can happen. Yeah. Like you don't know who you're ne- you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know how you're getting inside that. And that's that thrill of just for me going like, oh freak, man. That gets me excited.
0: Yeah. Anything can happen. So All I right. wake
1: up, I wake up, I pray, yeah. read like a Bible verse, and after that I'm good to go.
0: Dude, your motivation um uh and your your drive fucking inspires me, man. I thought I was a hard working dude, but you're on <laughs> a whole nother level, man. Um, all right, so let's wrap up here. Jared, uh, plug your shit. Um, where can people find you? Um, what do you want people to see?
1: Uh, my name is Jared Waters. If you're on Instagram, it's Mr. Waters. MR Waters, if you see a black dude on the horse, that's me. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, same thing. MR Waters, black dude on the horse, that's me. And on all social medias. If you have a podcast, my podcast is called One Man, One Tree in a Hill. It's a, a journey, and it's a time capsule of a person, how a person became that person from the beginning to the end. And then after that, if we don't have anybody on the podcast, we review One Tree Hill episodes from a man's perspective.
0: One Tree Hill? (laughs) That's great. All right. Um, Yeah, guys, go see uh, Jared 2 live. Where do you you post your shows? Do you post them? Uh,
1: Yeah. Just check my Instagram. I put a flyer out every once a week. Yes. All my spots that are happening. If you're free every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, we do a show called Training Day Comedy with my young young, uh, Jedi, uh, my brother, Matthew. Matthew Arvalo on Friday nights we do a show called Southern Playlistics with my partner Grant Sheffield in Long Island City at the Shannon Pot and then on Sunday this Sunday or every first Sunday uh, Sunday service at, uh, at on McDougal Street
0: three shows guy runs three shows he teaches he works out after he teaches oh
1: Comedy Night Live as well we have a Comedy new location Comedy Night Live Comedy Night Live with Matthew Benjamin so yeah
0: four shows guy runs four shows. I'm four shows believable. four
1: shows almost five
0: Unbelievable. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Go check out Jared. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you later.